Good morning. It is January 12th, 2023, 2024. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> That's actually the first time I've slipped up on the date this year, which is strange this far into the year. But, you know, sometimes we like to talk about distractions, right? There's a story hits the news. It's meant to take your eyes off the big thing going on. Sometimes that is absolutely true. Oftentimes it's not. I'm very curious if you think the news we're going to talk about today is actually a distraction. Because more and more bishops' conferences are coming out against fiducia supplicants. Uh, more and more priests are saying no. More and more bishops' conferences and priests are saying yes to the document. More and more learned laymen are stepping forward and saying no and showing how it violates scripture. All that stuff. The resistance to that is building. And then you got the uh, the literary work of one Cardinal Fernandez that has is reportedly causing some headaches for Rome to the point where even the secular media is actually asking, why is this guy employed there? And so you get this story that we're going to talk about today and that Francis had a meeting with some, uh, call them activists, that he, from an organization that he himself helped found in 2014, and these are of the these are adherents to the hammer and sickle ideology, as I usually call it here. And this is the kind of meeting that wouldn't necessarily have needed to even been reported by Vatican media, but it was. And then, of course, it blew up in the American and English speaking Catholic media because we seem to be the only ones who actually remember what the church has said on this issue. And we'll go over some of that at the end of this. But I'm curious if you think this is a big distraction. Because at the end of the day, Francis is a very has a very keen mind about political timing of things. He is a very political person and one to not take to not take with the seriousness that he is due. He is very, very adept at changing the news narrative. Good morning to Miriam. You rarely are able to join us. So good morning to you this morning. Um but yes, so let's talk about this story because this is really just a doozy. So we go to Vatican News. Again, this is the BBC, the NPR of the Vatican, right? This is the official news arm of the Vatican. You get the story. Pope encourages Marxists and Christians to fight corruption, uphold the rule of law. Pope Francis meets with representatives of the Dialop Dialogue Project, an initiative that invites socialists and Christians to work for a common ethic and invites them to build a better future for our polarized world. <laughs> Look, the you have to not know a thing about the history of the 20th century to think that this is a good idea. There are there's a gradient scale of ideologies on the uh, we'll call it the hammer and sickle spectrum from where you're not even, you know, an adherent to this ideology, but you're beginning to really walk in a direction that if you lost your path could find yourself there. Right. You know, it's it's incorrect to say anybody who supports things like, I don't know, food stamp programs to be someone who holds this ideology. But. It's also not a stretch to say that you can go from that place to off the deep end of the hammer and sickle stuff, this communism and these other ideologies. And it's a term that should not be bandied about without care because it is an actual specific ideology. The thing about it is the church condemned all forms of socialism, all forms. That includes social democracy, by the way, which is 
you know, not just, you know, a few social programs from your government, but in actual gigantic encroaching state. And at the core of it is because it replaces the functions of charity that you and I are supposed to do with the state. And it turns the state into God. It turns the state into a parody of the church. That's why the church condemned those ideologies. And we'll go over why here towards the end. But it's worth remembering that Francis helped found the organization whose members he met with. Okay, that's a big deal. From the article, quote, Pope Francis reiterated the centrality of the vulnerable as well as the urgency of countering the triple scourge of corruption, misuse of power, and lawlessness, both in politics and in society. In his address Wednesday, which none of that is a problem for him to critique on, with representatives of the Dialogue Project. This is a dialogue project between socialists slash Marxists, communists, and Christians, aimed at formulating a common social ethic that can be proposed as a new narrative for a Europe in search of its identity, with an integral ecology between the social doctrine of the church and Marxist social critique at its core. The initiative was born in 2014 after a meeting between Pope Francis, Alexis Tsipras, then president of the Zira Party, and later Greek Prime Minister after 2015, Walter Baer, the president of the Party of the European Left, and France, Cron Relief of the Foucaudet Movement, both present at the audience. He shared with him his pain for a world that today appears divided by war and polarization, and on the other hand, his encouragement to look for, to the future and try to imagine a better world. We Argentinians say, don't wrinkle, don't go backward. And this is the invitation I extend to you. Don't back down, don't give up, don't stop dreaming of a better world, end quote. <sighs> Did somebody cue that John Lennon song, Imagine, by the way? Because that's, that's stuff right out of there. I mean, this is diabolical. And it's none of those necessarily those goals of less polarization and peace and all those are bad. This is materialism. This is not the gospel. This is materialism. This is the gospel of the secular authorities. This is what they want. This is their program stripped of any veneer of decency, of any veneer of, of orthodoxy, of any veneer of Christian values, anything. This is just stripped away. He's working with, he's actually working with self-described communists. Their track record of the 20th century is unmistakable. And their leaders said that the softer forms of that ideology, social democracy and the rest, are all a gateway to what their end goal is, which is just the full-blown hammer and sickle, red flags over everything stuff. It's diabolical. It's evil. And here we are. Francis not only meeting with them, he helped found their organization back in 2014. I This is... Truly amazing, and I really want to see the Pope's planners defend it. Seven String Rona says it's the same thing as atheism. Right. It's it's what it is. It's, it's a political version of that. Catherine Hickey, yeah, I'm aware, trust me, that uh that uh it's been said that uh John Lennon sold his soul for for success. Whether he repented at the end, I don't know, because the thing is you can't actually a person can't actually sell their soul. Um but yeah, this is absolutely diabolical. It is a rejection of the church's actual social doctrine, categorical rejection of Catholic social teaching, 
There is nothing in Catholic social teaching that makes what he did here okay while he invokes it. Now here he reiterates the slogan of the French Revolution, just to add to it. Remember, uh, liberty, equality, and fraternity, right? He doesn't use the word liberty, but let's go to it. Quote, it is in the imagination, in fact, that intelligence, intuition, experience, and historical memory meet to create, venture, and risk, the Pope stressed. He recalled how over the centuries it has been the great dreams of freedom of, and equality, of dignity and fraternity, a reflection of God's dream that have produced progress and advances. In this sense, the Pope indicated three attitudes to the organization to carry out its commitment, the courage to break the mold, attention to the weak, and promotion of a culture based on the rules of law. That's fine. But having the courage to break the mold means opening up in dialogue to new ways. In an era marked at various levels by conflicts and disagreements, let us not lose sight of what can still be done to reverse the courses, he said. Against rigid approaches that divide, let us cultivate confrontation and listening with an open heart, without excluding anyone the political, social, and religious levels. So the contribution of each one can or in his her own peculiarity be positively accepted in the processes of change to which our father future is committed, Pope Francis exhorted. End quote. Give me a break. The hammered sickle ideology is the most exclusionary political ideology in history. Just ask the, the nuns and priests in Spain or the priests and laymen in Mexico what happened to them when they came to power. Just ask them. Ask them. Just, I mean, you can use any example in history of any of the places where that ideology came to full, full, full blossom. What happened to the church there? What happened to human dignity? What happened to anybody who wasn't fully on board or who at least didn't keep their mouth shut and just went along with and lived their life without opening their mouth at all about these kinds of issues. What happened to them? Give me a break, Francis. But you know, it's not the first time he said this kind of stuff. The group he met with, he, you know, again, he helped found in 2014, you know, working with political groups in Europe and such. But in 2016, two years later, one Peter five reported the following. Let's bring this one up here for you. Oh, come on. I just had it <laughs> there. That should make it work. Bring this up here. So 1 Peter 5, back in 2016, in an article by Steve Skojek, where he said that <laughs> it's the adherents of this ideology who think like Christians. And he said this to Eugenio Scalfari, the late Eugenio Scalfari, who was his uh, longtime friend who was not a believer. And Francis met with him something like 20 times or something until his passing and said just absolutely scandalous stuff to him. Here's what Scalfari reported, quote, he told me some time ago, this would be him to Francis, love your neighbor as, your, as thyself had to change, given the dark times that we we're going through and become more than thyself. So you yearn for a society where equality dominates. This, as you know, is a program of Marxist socialism and then of, the, and then of communism. Are you therefore thinking of a Marxist type of society? It's Francis's response. It has been said many times, and my response has always been that, if anything, it is the communists who think like Christians. Christ spoke of a society where the poor, the weak, and the marginalized have the right to decide. Oh, really? Not demagogues, not Barabbas, but the people, the poor. Whether they have faith in a transcendent God or not, it is they who must help to achieve equality and freedom. End quote. 
when did Jesus talk about the poor deciding? I can someone in the live chat or in the later in the comments if you're watching this video that almost certainly YouTube will probably not like at all will bury and so <laughs> just to let you know in the live chat where in the where, where in the gospel is that that Jesus decided wanted the poor to decide how societies work because I miss a missed that he said the meek shall inherit the earth but he said the meek that's not the same thing. So Francis has a long track record of this stuff. He has said this stuff repeatedly and people for whatever reason want to just dismiss what he has said. And as somebody said in the live chat before this went live, all you have to really do is go back to his time in Argentina. This is where I bring up uh, Francis's uh, papal biographer's book, uh, with a great reformer by Austin Ivere. If you find a first edition copy, you get a lot of look, you get some deep looks into the things he did in Argentina and it will open your eyes. If you are sort of on the fence about him, it's only in the first edition though. Austin Ivere uh, had to uh, have the publisher issue a second, a second and third editions that had not almost nothing about his, uh, some of the juicier details of his time in Argentina. But in there, you learn quite a lot about him. That explains all of this. Catherine says we need to discern communism more. Yeah, basically, that's what he's saying. It's, oh, yeah, a traditionalist Catholic says he's never said any, he, meaning Jesus, never said anything like the poor decide how society is run. That's absolutely true. It's, this is Catholic. Did anybody, Catholic, Cap 1125, did anyone listen to important talk about the Jesuits who had a document saying, yeah, and I mentioned that yesterday in my live stream too, actually, that we've, this is something with people that has been known for a long time. It's just that the do, that document was put in Vatican archives and then was like the day after Francis became Pope, he they got rid of the document. Um, Viva Cristo Ray says in 2019, American Magazine, the century-old Jesuit periodical, published a 3,000-word article advocating for the ideology. Never mentioned the estimated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. This is why. I mean, when anybody says that the ape of the church has been here for a while, this is a they make a good they make a good case for it with just that by itself. But yeah, that, 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 those are things that Francis has himself said, and it stands in a stark contradiction to the timeless teachings of the church on the ideology in question. Ed Fieser, noted Catholic professor and theologian, actually saved me the trouble of putting together a list of the number of times that the um, church has condemned this. He says himself in a, in a tweet, when you have a verified account like I do and like he does, you can, you know, have these long blog post style tweets. He said, quote, 10 popes in a row over the course of more than a century and a half denied that Catholicism on the one hand and Marxism or related doctrines on the air can have any common mission. The core of what Francis was saying is that they had a common mission to make a decent world. The Catholic Church's mission is not to make a decent world. Yes, we're to do all the things Jesus listed in the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount, you know, feed the poor and all those things. That's unequivocally fine and that will result in a better world but the church's mission is not to make a better world the church's mission is the salvation of souls lest we forget that but here pius the ninth in qui pluribus the unspeakable doctrine of communism as it is called is a doctrine most opposed to the very natural law 
Leo XIII and Graves de Comune Re. There's nothing in common between social and Christian democracy. They differ from each other as much as the sect of socialism differs from the profession of Christianity. There's some pretty well-known Catholics in, uh, on Twitter and elsewhere who say that Catholic social teaching advocates for social democracy. Leo XIII is pretty much the author of modern, is the source of modern Catholic social teaching, which is the church's commentary on economics and politics and the rest. And uh, he's the one who in Graves de Comune Re destroys that argument in, a, in one sentence. And Pius X, Notre Charge Apostolique, which I have on this channel. I also have Graves de Comune Re on the channel, and I think I have Qui Pluribus also. But uh, Pius X says, quote, the audacity and frivolity of men who call themselves Catholics and dream of reshaping society and of establishing on earth over and beyond the pale of the Catholic Church, quote, the reign of love and justice, a mere verbal and chimerical construction in which we shall see, glowing in a jumble and seductive confusion, the words liberty, justice, fraternity, love, equality, and human exaltation, all resting upon an ill-understood human dignity. Yes, we can truly say that the Cillin, its eyes fixed on a chimera, bring socialism in its train. Benedict the Fifteenth. This would have, he's the Pope during the First World War. It is not our intention here to repeat the arguments which clearly expose the errors of socialism of, of other similar doctrines. Our predecessor Leo the Thirteenth most wisely did so in truly memorable encyclicals. And you, venerable brethren, will take the greatest care that those grave precepts are never forgotten. Pius the Eleventh, in the mo probably the second most ca important document for Catholic social teaching, forty years after Leo after Rerum Novarum which was uh, Leo XIII's landmark encyclical about Catholic social teaching that repudiates socialism and the errors of uh, laissez-faire capitalism. And when I say laissez-faire, understand context, 19th century hands-off capitalism was a lot different than, you know, the, the stuff you hear from like very mainstream American and European conservatives who advocate for what some people call laissez-faire. They're very different things. Okay. But there's a Pius XI noted back then. Socialism, if it remains truly socialism, even after it has yielded to truth and justice on the points which we have mentioned, cannot be reconciled with the teachings of the Catholic Church because its concept of society itself is utterly foreign to Christian truth. Religious socialism, Christian socialism are contradictory terms. No one can be at the same time a good Catholic and a true socialist. I wish he'd put an infallible, like, you know, an, an, an anathema statement in that encyclical. That probably would have caused a lot of problems for him if he had, but I wish he had. Pius XI and Divini Redemptoris. Communism, communism is intrinsically wrong, and no one who would save Christian civilization may collaborate with it in any undertaking whatsoever. I'm not going to go on. You get the idea. Where are... So who's right? I need the Pope's planners to explain to me who's right. The ten Popes? including like John Paul II and Benedict XV and the others who have modern popes who have commented on this. Are they right? Because they're speaking essentially with one voice. Or is Francis right? I need them to explain this to me. Please make it clear. Explain it to me like I'm five. Lottie said it took her years to believe that we could have a pope that was among that group. Continuing to pray for his conversion, only God can cure this evil in our church. That's true. Um, that is absolutely true. Only God really will be able to, want to intervene here. Thank you for the super sticker, uh, Lincoln. I greatly appreciate it. Like I said, our hosts are probably not going to like this one, so uh, every one of these helps today. JP says, uh, his diocese is not regarding uh, Red to Rome. Why? Are, do you mean uh, 
the statements from Francis or do you mean the new uh, the blessings document? I'm not curious. I'm sure I'll keep an eye on the chat if you want to clarify. Um, Evangelii Network says buried Vatican documents against communism have come to light available in LifeSite News. Well, I mean, yeah, these are all they're not really buried. They're all public papal encyclicals. Um, but yeah, this is I mean, you don't even need like any like documents that popes have written from that were like kept out of the public eye. You just need to go look at things that were public, like those encyclicals, to see that the church categorically says no to this. And that's why when it's another, it's more evidence that this is, you know, hermeneutic continuity. What do you mean continuity? There's no continuity between what we have now and what came before. This is, you know, they're talking about a new church openly. They openly talk about it. Maybe we should start believing them and take them at their face value. Seven String Ronan says that ideology by its nature convinces people they will always have need or slash want more. Christianity by its nature shows us we have everything we need through Christ. Right. And at the most basic level, it turns the state to God. That's what it does. All right. I don't really do a lot of guests, Daniel, just because, I mean, I live stream at like four in the morning. There's not a lot of and if I do guests, I would probably want to do uh, on, uh, you know, the big alternative platform people go to. I've been thinking about starting a like an interview show there where I have guests on periodically to and putting it on my backup over there where we can talk freely. But I wouldn't put that stuff on YouTube. Um, all right, folks, we will wrap this up here in a second. Let me. It. Oh, yes, I did want to show you this, though. Um. Catholic Sat also said this on Twitter. This is actually pretty funny. If you want to, you, his comment on this is pretty good. He says, the Pope has received a lot of criticism for this meeting, but what was the Pope supposed to do? Tell them that their ideology has them. He just lists all the evil things in the 20th century. And yes, the answer to that is yes, he should have done that. Um, but of course, he's being facetious, right? There's, he, he's, he's being funny. And of course, you know, Francis knows about the track record of that ideology in the 20th century. There's no way he could not possibly know or not be aware of that track record of that ideology and the people who hold to it in the 20th century. He knows. They always know. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm going to check the chat one more time to see if I got a follow up. Oh, both, Anthony. Sorry. Okay. Yes. But, um, if there's any other questions, this is the time to ask them. What dimension do we live in where the church is pushing that idea and the, and the, our, the old Cold War adversary is upholding Christian values? I would caution you into thinking that they really are. It's, it's, it's fairly superficial. That country you're speaking of exports enormous amounts of indecent imagery online, almost as much as, our, as the U.S. does. And I wouldn't trust it. I really wouldn't. Malachi Martin warned us that the um, that the end of that era between East and West was a facade, that they were playing a feint. I, I think you should tr take him as his word on that. Yeah, Joe Bullock says only 81 likes. Yeah, please hit the like button. That would be good. That would greatly help. But yeah, if there's any other questions, this is the time to ask them because uh, you know, we're going to wrap this up here. I have a video, a news video for you going live very shortly. And we will uh it's another one of those interesting sort of stories for the day um let's see dh says 
I seem to be getting throttled. Uh, is anybody else having that problem? I don't think anybody else is. Um, all right, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. How am I? A couple sleepless nights, but otherwise we're okay. We've got um, interesting weather coming in this weekend, including a polar vortex. So um, I'll... If you don't see live streams in the next couple of days, I mean, tomorrow we'll probably be fine, but it's really supposed to hit Sunday in the middle of the night. We're talking negative degrees with wind chills and high winds. So, yeah. Yavo, thank you very much for the very generous super sticker. You, are, It is greatly appreciated. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, prayers from people in my region in general um, because we're going to – it's going to be kind of bad out here Sunday morning, so – so if you don't, so just heads up, if you don't see a live stream from me as usual that morning or the next, it's because of, uh, it's because the temperatures got so low that the electric system couldn't handle it. All right. Thank you very much folks for tuning in and may, and always pray for the church and for everybody we talked about here today, especially for Francis. I'm Anthony Stein, Ave Maria. <laughs>